BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Oh, hi, I didn't see you there. Welcome to the show. Before we get started, I urge you to go to our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com right now and sign up for our $10 a month level to get both the Shadow Docket bonus show and our Friday after-party shows with me and Kimberly Johnson. Specifically, if you want to hear what it sounds like when I totally lose my schmadoinkle, the after-party from Friday, October 8th is the place to be. Again, that's bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow. Choose the after-party and Shadow Docket level, enter your information, and you're all set. By the way, there's an app for listening and an RSS feed if you're into those things, too. Thanks so much for supporting this podcast. And now let the cartoons begin. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Today's Rachel Maddow Show Award for Headline Excellence goes to Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show. I always play that like it happened yesterday. It's been years since Rachel Maddow mentioned me on the show. I just want to be clear, full disclosure. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, Rocktober 12, 2021, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, how are you? My name is Bob. Hi. Hello, Bob. Oh, hi. That's Rachel, too. Day 266 of the Biden-Harris administration, 393 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram at TheBobSeska and on Twitter at BobSeska underscore go. Uh, speaking of go, here we go with Buzz. Yeah. You say Buzz, Yep. No. You said it all. <laughs> No, no, I, I don't know what color panties he's wearing. I, oh, hi. Hi, Bob. Hi, everybody. Thank you for bringing that up. That's going to haunt me for years and years and years. More perhaps, than a refrigerator thing, I, I'm afraid. Perhaps we'll discuss it later. Maybe, In the meantime, uh, he's Bob. I'm Buzz, host of the True Crime Podcast, Only Republicans in the Building. <laughs> That's our new so, Should be very popular. Uh, good news on the pandemic front this week. Uh, Dr. Fauci says we can celebrate both Halloween and Christmas. Mm. Uh, Thanksgiving, meanwhile, is not considered safe, but that's because of the fistfights. <laughs> uh, Southwest Airlines, uh, trouble in the air. Uh, Southwest has canceled thousands of flights over the last few days, proving there is a cancel culture after all. <laughs> we found it. Uh, Trump appointees allegedly stole expensive gift bags from last year's G7, Mm -hmm. which was canceled because of COVID. And because these were gifts from Trump to foreign leaders, uh, some of the bags also contained IOUs. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, of course they did. Kim Kardashian West got bigger ratings than Trump when she hosted Saturday Night Live this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, Industry observers say they're pretty sure this means Kim Kardashian West will be our next president. 
you know what? I almost didn't hit a rim shot for you on that one because it's too <laughs> yeah. fucking scary. It's it's a little too close to the truth. Yeah. <laughs> yes, maybe instead of a rim shot, I could have played this. Yeah, that's that's better. Thank you. That's better. Yes, <laughs> with a new uh, with a new nine thousand piece set from Lego, uh, you can make a replica of the Titanic. Yay! Of course, that's <laughs> nine thousand pieces you have to pick up when it hits the Lego iceberg. <laughs> And I'm afraid, uh, I hate to end on a sour note, but more more bad news for Mark Zuckerberg. Really, really bad news. <laughs> He's just been diagnosed with algorithmia. <laughs> I guess this can apply to Mark Zuckerberg, too. Not not just Donald Trump. Send this to Mark. Would you like to hide that Trump in a padded room? Could we just decide to lock him away real soon? He could gloat and tweet and brag about inaugural size. Oh, uh, no more tweeting. Tell him Rocky Mountain Mike, Mary Ann wow. Ann Arbor. Classic. One of my all-time favorites by Rocky Mountain Mike right there. Yeah. It is It is great, but I have to take issue with Baboon. I thought we decided he was an orangutan. The Baboon it, has, a, has a tail, and yeah, then the, and, the orangutan doesn't. And right? very little rhymes with orangutan. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to stuff that big tail into his adult diapers. So that's the, that's the whole problem with the Baboon comparison. Okay. So uh, we're talking about locking people away, and uh, yes. there was there was a bit of a <laughs> there was a bit of a dust up on Twitter on Friday that got me to the point, Buzz, where I'm not sure if you've heard yet. I think some of our listeners have already heard the Friday after party. I was a uh, full blown. Not what's my nickname? Is it uh, Captain Scary Pants? I think that's my. Yes. <laughs> I think that's my nickname. Although I was full shouty Mitch Shoutface <laughs> on the uh, Friday after party, yelling about uh, what happened with Rick Wilson's tweet thread on Friday morning, and it had to do with the House Select Committee, the one right. six committee, and the fact that the deadline had expired for those subpoenas, for responses to these subpoenas uh, that midnight, the midnight, right. I guess, what we say, Friday morning, midnight. And just to give this context, even if you already know this, it's good to give it, to remind ourselves of the context. Uh, Rick Wilson, former Republican strategist, yeah. uh, has been, over the last couple of years, one of the leading voices in the resistance against Trumpism mm -hmm. and the Trump-publican party. Yeah. He's a never one of the original never-Trumpers. And he has consistently led well this resistance until he seemed to go nuts on Friday and say something that seemed completely out of character. It was one of those things where he posted a, a tweet thread and it was all geared toward uh, screaming at the select committee about why the four people who they issued subpoenas to haven't been arrested yet. And he started out by claiming that he had sources. He, he got a bunch of calls, I mean, you know, numerous calls that he fielded people saying, Oh my God, Apparently, the select committee is not going to do what it needs to do. There's not going to be criminal referrals on, you know, shirking all of these subpoenas. He didn't just express skepticism about it. He came out and said, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Exactly. Right. And he's got sources to prove it. And then he went on to, and this is the part that 
that really, really set me off to the point where I think maybe this should have been my theme music for the after party. Because <laughs> I, I lost my fucking spadoinkle all over the place. You know why? Because Rick right. Wilson, in the process of trying to, I don't know what he was trying to do. I guess he was trying to push the committee into taking swift action somehow. Maybe. And uh, in the process of doing that, he was repeating all of the same Republican tropes about Democrats and liberals that we've been hearing for 40 years now, 50 years now, about how Democrats are weak and wimpy and effete and generally flaccid in the face of challenges like this. And, you know, look, I understand the idea of pushing our elected officials to do what we need them to do. That's sure. the way representative democracy is supposed to function. But repeating these stereotypes does no one any good at all. Right. And so I, I went nuts on the after party and was yelling about this, uh, and I think rightfully so, because what you had is not just Rick Wilson saying these things, but then fellow liberals in the comments, quote tweeting, replying on their own in many cases, based off of pegging off of Rick Wilson's tweet thread, saying the same goddamn thing. Oh my God, these Democrats, such wimps. Why don't they ever do anything? Why don't they file criminal contempt charges? And the, you the exploding see how heads. fast, yeah. yeah, you see how fast disinformation spreads. Yeah, yeah, or stereotypes, inaccurate right. stereotypes. Right. You know, and I say inaccurate stereotypes. With information to back it up, with facts and history to back it up. You know how many cabinet members Republicans have filed criminal contempt charges against uh, over the past, uh, let's say, 20 years? I do not. One. That'd be Eric Holder. They, uh, Eric Holder was found in uh, criminal contempt by the Republican-led House of Representatives during the Obama administration. So one, if you want to throw in Lois Lerner, mm -hmm. that'd be two. You know how many of the Democrats have filed criminal contempt charges uh, against over the past 20 years? Also two, Wilbur Ross and Bill Barr in July of 2019. This is not something the Democrats shy away from. And so when you have someone like Rick Wilson using that kind of language. Yeah, I was saying it was certain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It gives everyone the impression that the Democrats, just, as soon as they walk up to the uh, to the plate, they suddenly go impotent and don't do anything, which is untrue. When Bill Barr was the attorney general, the head of the Justice Department, the House Democrats wow. approved criminal contempt charges against Bill Barr, the Ooh. sitting attorney general. Rick Wilson, for all his greatness, uh, you know, he's he's just flat wrong about this. And, uh, you know, that that can't be ignored. Uh, Rick Wilson doesn't know what's going to happen any more than I know what's going to happen or yeah. you know yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. We no, None of us know what's going to happen. I think, I think they will press ahead. What I'm hearing from Adam Schiff and others is that uh, this is definitely going to happen. Yeah. It, like everything else, takes way too long for most of us yeah and uh, many of us get discouraged while waiting but uh there's a, there is a determination there so if i had to put my money on one outcome or the other i would uh, pick the one that has democrats uh, enforcing these subpoenas mm -hmm. yeah yeah and, and this is a process too buzz that isn't the responsibility of the democrats the, re the democrats didn't invent 
the process for right. referring to the Department of Justice criminal contempt charges. This is not something that Adam Schiff or Nancy Pelosi or Steny Hoyer or any of the other uh, Democrats came up with on their own. This is a longstanding process, at least for the last 20 years. This is how it works. You discuss it in the form of the committee. You have a vote in the committee, and this is about criminal contempt charges. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to the floor of the House, and the full House has to vote on referring criminal right. contempt charges to DOJ. That's how it works, or at least that's how it's been working. And we have this idea, though, where I think what we end up doing is we end up defaulting into wanting to use authoritarian measures to beat back authoritarianism (laughs) and like summarily arresting people without going through due process is not who we are. That's not what we do as certainly not as uh, liberal Democrats. That's not how we should try to re-bottle the idea of this rise of we, authoritarianism in this country. You we, don't want to use the same process, right? We we could be less uh reluctant. We could be uh we could be more urgent in our mm-hmm. pursuits, I think. Uh, there's yeah. definitely room for improvement, but uh I think it's unfair and unwise uh, to predict uh, what the committee and, and and the results of its criminal referrals are going to be. Yeah, and look, you know, <laughs> to an extent, I absolutely sympathize with sure. this sense of urgency. Of you course. know as well as I do that I have been beating this drum about the rise yeah. of Republican authoritarianism, the rise of fascist idiocracy, the consequences for uh, staging an occupation and invasion of the U.S. Capitol. The, I do. Yeah, I do think I do think Democrats could push harder and could push faster than than they are than they have, uh, and I think. Because of the urgency of our situation, they need to. Although I don't know what that exactly means. I think we should keep up the pressure. That's fine. But as long as that pressure doesn't involve uh, uh, continuing these stereotypes. I mean, we remember that for God only knows, 50 years, maybe throughout the entire span of my lifetime, the word liberal has been so tarnished, has been so bastardized mm-hmm. by this ongoing uh, conservative entertainment complex from from the very start of it. All See, they did re- was talk about liberal as if it's somehow uh, somehow weak and feckless, and it's, we, it's not. We, yeah, we need to redefine the terms. Uh, we uh, dropped the ball after deciding to call ourselves progressives. I really like the label progressives even better than liberal yeah because a progressive says to me moving forward what does that make the other party regressive mm-hmm. and we should be saying that and yeah, we should yeah. be using that do you want to go forward or do you want to go backward these are your choices so look if we're going to lock up donald trump as rocky mountain mike and uh, mary and ann arbor were singing it, uh-huh. it has to be done on the level. I'm talking about due process, rule of law, etc. Otherwise, we're just authoritarians with a different ideology. And so let's let's push. Let's continue to push. Let's make sure this happens. But remember that there is a process. You don't do a Thanos snap and then suddenly Steve Bannon is locked up uh, in federal uh, prison. That's not how any of this works. There has to be a process. It has to be legitimate. If it is seen at all as being illegitimate. I mean, it's risky territory enough when you start investigating your political opponents. That's dicey territory in and of itself. Has to be done now make no mistake but if it's not done correctly 
If right. it's not done on the level, you're just giving them openings for legal challenges, certainly for the uh, f- for all of the arguments that take place on Twitter, social media, certainly on Fox News Channel and all the other platforms. Uh, you, you don't want to give them more ammunition to say, oh, this is just a political witch hunt. You, you need to do it. Per the rule of law, I can't stress that enough. I, yeah, I hear I hear you saying what what I've been saying all along. I hear us agreeing yeah. on the principle that uh, correct justice is more important than yes. swift justice. However, yeah. that doesn't make the swiftness of justice unimportant. Mm-hmm. Uh, it 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 does need to move faster. I understand the need to get it right. Getting it right is the most important thing. Yeah, but because of the urgency of our situation, because of the threat to this republic. We also need to move quickly, and I would like to see more of that. So, uh, in the course of doing the Friday after party, by the way, bobseskashow.com if you want to subscribe. Yeah. If you want to hear me screaming, I mean, I, I don't think I've been that way in a long, long time. Bob's Bob's panties were in a twist. They really were. <laughs> Very uh. much so. Uh, yeah, so if you want to hear me screaming, go listen to the Friday after party. <laughs> but while we were doing the show... The word came down not only from Liz Cheney that Rick Wilson's Uh, thread was bullshit, but also from the committee account itself. I think it's January 6th committee. I think that's hearing hearing it from Liz Cheney was great. I loved that. Yeah. Yeah. And they were both saying this is bullshit. But then what pissed me off even more, what got me screaming. I mean, Mm. it was an F.U. bonanza on Friday's show. (laughs) What got me screaming is when Rick Wilson posted a gif of Fred Astaire doing a tap yes, dance and said, too. my work is done here, as if to uh-huh. take credit for the fact that, well, before his tweet thread, they weren't going to do anything. But after his tweet thread, yeah, now they're doing it. An arsonist showing up at the fire saying, I did that. I mean, it's it's one of those things that's inferior. We've seen it time and time again. It just, it makes my head explode when someone who is wrong then suddenly takes credit for doing the thing that he didn't do. And it's even worse when someone has been consistently right and then suddenly is very, very wrong. Yeah, I yeah. I know that Kimberly has said this, and I know I've said it before, yeah. and that is uh, we are grateful for the help that Rick Wilson and other never-Trumpers sure. have given and are giving to our cause, yeah. but we must remember who they are at heart. Mm-hmm. And someone like Rick Wilson is very willing to go around and say, Yep, those effete, you know, sort of panty waist liberals with their lace tutus or whatever other stereotype they're going to throw onto the pile to make liberals seem like we're just uh, doormats or something. Uh, it's not helping, not helping at all. But I understand that that's been his instinct for as long as he's been working in politics. And I guess giving him some sort of benefit of the doubt, I guess it takes a while to work that shit out of your system. The the, the problem is the damage that this does, the widespread damage. Because like you said, other people started picking up on it. And in much the same way we saw uh, the media flogging these... Quinnipiac numbers of uh, 38% approval for Biden. As I said on Twitter, uh, this makes people think Biden is unpopular and people want to think what other people think. And so they're going to be less inclined to like Joe Biden when they hear a number that makes them believe that he Mm -hmm. is unpopular. As you said at the outset, that poll is an outlier. It has already been disproven by at least two subsequent polls. Biden's still at around 50%. Uh, and, and, you know, it, it, I, I think it'll go higher once he's able to accomplish some of the things he's struggling so hard to do. Yeah. As you said, there was a one outlier, 38% or whatever it was, but that's been proved to be uh, inaccurate. And, and, the, 
And the problem is the media runs with that, and then everybody becomes convinced, just in the same way that they followed Rick Wilson's tweet, saying, yeah. ah, they're never going to, you know, people believed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, people also believed this poll, and, and uh, people just need to be careful about what they believe. Yeah, and, yeah. And rely more on facts and a set of facts as opposed to cherry-picking them. Well, in the process, Buzz, of feeling a little disillusioned about my fellow liberals and their uh, flirtations with authoritarianism, ah, screw due process. Let's just throw them in jail and we'll we'll work it all out later. The subject of secession came up again and civil war uh, on, I believe it was Sunday, where there was this viral video going around of this red hat lady talking about how, up there's going to be a civil war. I can't do anything to stop it because it's okay if it happens. Here comes civil war. And it's, and so this was going around and everyone was talking about it. And what I was finding (laughs) so frustrating is so many liberals going, okay, fine, leave secede if you want to secede and have a civil war go ahead and do that but no 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 do not that's not how it works we've settled this question 150 years ago we settled this question of secession and why it's such a horrible horrible idea even the notion of saying uh, okay i'm against secession for myself but you can go ahead and do it even that is pro-secession we don't want to do this for so many reasons. I've written about those reasons. I don't want to relitigate all of this again. But suffice to say, trust me when I say this, secession and civil war will lead to a bloodbath slash cataclysm unlike anything we've seen before, at least on American or, soil. Or will the bloodshed come first? Yeah, uh, well, that's part of it. We don't know when the bloodshed will come. We just know that the bloodshed will, in fact, happen. It is inevitable. Guerrilla warfare s- on the American continent is going to be a thing we're all going to have to deal with. In if that we stay, if we stay on this course, if yeah. we pursue these discussions of secession, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it will. Uh, I don't know that we're doomed to that, but if we uh, continue the discussion of secession, we will be doomed to that. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, that poll from a week or two ago showing that a clear majority of Trump voters support secession, I think it was something like 52, 53%. It also showed that 41% of Biden supporters also support secession. They were okay with that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Uh, you know, I don't know how how secession would work in this day and age. Uh, how does Texas secede uh, with Austin and Houston in the middle of it, and to a large degree Dallas. Yeah, uh, it's uh, the cities that are blue, uh, the the rural areas that are red, and uh, they are overrepresented. Those rural areas in our mm-hmm. Congress. Yeah, uh, yeah. We we have a lot of work to do on this republic, on this democracy, uh, uh, to write it because some of the things we, some of the principles we've clung to. Uh, for the last uh, few hundred years, uh, have not uh, have not held up well. Yeah. Well, here's kind of what happens. Let's just go through the secession process in and of itself, and then civil war is, is secondary. Uh, with secession, the state legislature merely needs to uh, codify it by passing a law that says we're going to secede. The governor right. signs that we're removing ourselves from the United States, and then 
That's all that needs to happen as far as the state goes, whether it's Texas or some other state that has a trifecta. Without a trifecta, they're not going to be able to do it. So they do it, and then uh, the United States doesn't recognize the secession. So you start to have uh, little pockets of guerrilla warfare. You have uh, terrorism uh, occurring, and terrorism against civilian populations. Uh, you certainly have terrorism against uh, U.S. military bases. And then it snowballs out of control from there. You start to right. see uh, journalists being arrested and targeted. You start to see schools being bombed. You start to see uh, city halls and uh, county courthouses and places like that sabotaged. I mean, it's just, it's a nightmare beyond belief. And we really shouldn't be entertaining this idea, apart from the fact that the end game is a badly subdivided North America, where at least the United States portion or the former United States portion is then suddenly composed of 50 or more individual nations and each one of those nations much more susceptible to attack from a hostile foreign enemy like china or or russia yeah or co-opting by russia how do you what do you think how do you think putin is going to respond to part of the united states seceding from the rest of the united Mm -hmm. states exactly um yeah yeah he's gonna cash in on that it's the moment he's been waiting for i don't know that it will come to secession i do think there's a potential for violence and yeah. chaos, and and uh, that's uh, my number one concern at this point. Sure, uh, the secession argument to me seems like a lot of talk. I don't, I don't really see it happening because likewise there'll be pockets of resistance to secession as well as yeah. pockets of resistance against it. Well, my frustration is not so much the inevitability of it because I don't think it is inevitable. Right. I think right now we're at a stage where it's becoming normalized and accepted and the sheer number of people who ought to know better based on very clearly defined history. I mean, the bloodbath of well, the Civil War is pretty, pretty glaring as far as a, I know, an indictment but- of the notion of secession. I'm afraid too many of us are are, are forgetting that and not bearing well, that history in mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah, close. I think too many of us don't even know it. You yeah, know, yeah. I, 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 Americans don't know a Civil War history. Most Americans don't know a lot about any kind of history. What's worse is most Americans don't know what's going on right now. 71% of Americans say they don't know what's in Biden's $3.5 trillion human infrastructure bill oh, but they know it's 3.5 trillion <laughs> right and they know but they don't they, know yeah, yeah. they don't know what's in it bob and if they yeah. knew what was in it the support for it would be and and really is when you ask about specific issues uh through the roof yeah and i'm looking at the poll numbers here buzz 88 percent of americans support federal funding for lowering prescription drug prices 84 percent support federal funding for medicare coverage for dental eye and hearing 73 percent support federal funding for and, paid family medical leave 67 percent support federal funding for universal pre-k all of these things are in the american jobs and families plan and, and but 71 percent of the people don't know that those things are in the american jobs <laughs> yes plan. it's like the affordable care act it's like obamacare right, right. all over again hate the bill love everything in it God. right it's exactly yeah, yeah. Again. and it's ignorance 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 yeah. it's, it's yeah. a problem yeah. with education it's a problem with the news media people don't know uh, the history to which you refer mm-hmm. they don't even know what's going on right now yeah yeah and look to a certain extent there are groups of people where that's not surprising what gets frustrating for me is when the normals who ought to know more who ought to know better end up kind of careening down that road and i that's what really makes my, uh, you know, my ears shoot steam like Uncle Fester on the Adams family. I mean, that's where I, I get frustrated. I, 
I do think a lot of the secession talk is a lot of hot air. I think yeah, I think yeah. people people are in a spouting off mood these days, and that includes uh, progressives who uh, are rightly out of patience. Yeah, yeah, uh, with, with all of this. And uh, it, it, in reference to your uh, you know remarks earlier about uh, we we have to follow the rule of law, there are procedures and processes. Uh, a lot of uh, Democrats are thinking more and more in terms of fight fire with fire. Mm -hmm. And because they are not well educated on how the law works, uh, how things work. And, yeah. and uh, the, this is a golden opportunity for the media to pick up on uh, where education failed. This is a, and, and if, if the media loves these juicy stories so much, how about the one about overthrowing the government? That, that would make a really, <laughs> yeah, really juicy that. story for them to concentrate on <laughs> if they were to look in that direction, but they're still playing the both sides thing yeah exactly uh, you know, again we just don't want to fall into the trap we don't want to fall into the same hole where uh the red hats are where they believe okay well any means necessary to achieve our goals it doesn't matter what those right. means are if it means I, tearing down we, the entire electoral system of the united states fine we'll do it as long as trump ends up the as the last man standing out of that we understand the temptation to do that at this point yeah but that's not the way to go and you know it. Right, right. So look, we very lightly are tossing around this notion of secession. We're very lightly flirting with the notion some of are. authoritarianism. Some of us are. Enough of us are. We'll put it that way. To, to start something that could end up going someplace that we don't want it to go. 50% casualties is what we're talking about. We're talking about guerrilla warfare. We're talking about uh, economic depression on a massive scale. These are all things that happen in the context of secession. And you know what? The first people to get steamrolled and all that, the poor and middle class, <laughs> they're done. Sure. The rich people buy their way out of it. Like Always. that woman in that video, someone else is going to go fight her civil war for her. Mm -hmm. And we've just we've reached that point where I'm afraid a good many of us have lost sight of what democracy is all about. I just want to conclude with this. Democracy is a debate around ideas. It's a debate of words. If you think that democracy should be enforced at the point of a gun, you don't understand democracy. Certainly right. we defend ourselves when necessary. You don't fight our domestic political debate using firearms and civil war and shit like that. And anyone who's got that idea and is executing that idea from the insurrectionists all the way down to the fucking Boogaloo boys, they're doing democracy wrong. They just don't know it because they're ignorant about history, they're ignorant about politics, they're ignorant about government. And they need to learn something uh, because there's, this is not democracy. There's ignorance again. And how do you address yeah, ignorance? Yeah. Education and journalism. Be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Think through what you wish for. Well, coming up here in a second, we're going to have a little bit of fun. I know it's uh, hasn't been I'm, so fun I'm so far, that. but <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm totally, totally against having fun. Uh, I am craving fun. I need, I need desperate amounts of fun right now because. Well, you know, everything we just said in the last 20 minutes. Uh, yeah. But there's a clip from Donald Trump's rally in Iowa the other day that is hilarious. Yeah. Chosen not because it's incendiary, but because it's going to be fun. Yes, because it's absolutely going to be fun. Right. Here's right. the thing. I have no idea what the hell he's talking about. I think it has something <laughs> to do with instant replay and uh -huh. the election. But we'll play that clip in just a second. And uh, credit where credit is due, uh, Hal Sparks dug this ah. out of the Iowa rally and <laughs> was talking about it on his podcast. 
Holy God, this is gonna be uh, this is gonna be uh, an interesting little clip. Uh, stick around for that. Uh, back with more show right after these words. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's gonna be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The Bob Seska Show. One of our regulars here on the show. This is Richard Turgeon, brand new single called Be Who You Really Want to Be. Nice. This is from his EP called Campfire Songs, richardturgeon.bandcamp.com to support Richard and buy all of his music. Be Who You Want to Be, that's a good theme for now. And one of the things I like about being on this show is you you allow me to be myself, even on days I don't know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Welcome to my last four days. <laughs> God, I got to go everyone from Rick Wilson to people who agree with me on practically everything. And I'm yelling at everybody uh, sometimes. Yeah. You know, it happens. It happens. That's the way democracy works. You debate time, with each other. You don't time for a long bike ride. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Certainly did that on Saturday. <laughs> I, I, Saturday, I uh, happened upon this uh, place that was selling pumpkins. And they also had this. I don't know. It looked like a giant artillery piece. It looked like a huge cannon that would launch sure. like a nuclear weapon. It looks like something that you would see from like the Iraq War or something. Traditional. Yeah. 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 And they were loading up uh, pumpkins into this thing and firing <laughs> pumpkins into this farm field. And yeah, that's what we do as human beings. Humans are so weird. We we, fi <laughs> we fire produce with artillery. <laughs> that's how it works here. All right, uh, moving along here. This past weekend, Donald Trump did another rally. And yes, I'm aware of, oh, don't amplify the former guy and all that shit. I guess, but I would draw the line at C-SPAN carrying his rally. Yeah. Uh, I have the same problem with that that a lot of our listeners have with that. <laughs> yes, really jumping the gun on campaign 24 or whatever yeah. the logo said. But uh, Donald Trump went off about the big lie, talking about the election, just throwing more gasoline on on this gigantic nuclear bonfire that he started with his red hats. And he just completely short-circuited. <laughs> Remember this throughout the last four years or the previous uh, oh, four yeah. or five years about how Donald Trump would just completely short-circuit in the middle of one of his rallies and then try to retcon the fuck up mm -hmm. by like re-explaining the word that he screwed up in a way right. that made it make sense, even though it or didn't work to. in either sense. See if you can decipher the gibberish i'll be listening and analyzing Go okay ahead. here you go and they it's like baseball now and football they do they do action replays in magnified portion they have a <laughs> fashionable magnified tape and you can see just about everything 
Wow. Can you play that slower? (laughs) Yeah, okay. First, we've got something about a magnified fortune. Oh, no, no. You go back to the beginning. We may have to play this little spurts at a time. The very beginning, we start with the phrase action replays. Okay, yeah. Here we go. All right, yeah. Here we go. And it's like baseball now and football. They do do action replays. No, it's not, first of all, it's not called action replay, right? No, no, that's correct. It's that's called one. instant, instant okay, replay. Yeah, yeah. Give us another phrase. Here. Okay, here we go. Here's the next. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so action replays, not a thing. He's making not a thing, that. right? Is in magnified fortune. Oh, stop! Magnified fortune. <laughs> I think he meant to say magnified fashion, but his brain short circuited, <laughs> and so he said magnified fortune. Magnified. What, what did you say? What, what was he, he trying he to say? He, he meant to say in a magnified fashion, and it came out magnified uh, <laughs> fortion. Magnified fortune was what he said. Why would he even want to say magnified fashion? That even, that's such know. a weird way to describe maybe, maybe looking at an instant replay. You just say, oh, it plays back in slow motion, and they can tell whether there's a penalty. Instead, right. he's like, instant action trying replay and smart. magnified fortion? This is a syndrome I, I love to watch for in real life you yeah, know, with yeah. people on the world. Uh, people who try to compensate for their lack of education by using words bigger than they can carry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and uh, you know, it, it's always to hilarious effect. They mm-hmm. become Norm Crosby at that point, for those of you who know who that is. Was. Yeah. Know your depth, Donald Trump. And then right. the next part, I'm not sure what the hell he's talking about other than maybe... Uh, you said fashion, right? He said a- act, he meant to say magnified fashion. I'm right, pretty right, sure because right. that's what he's going to come back with a version of that. But what he said was magnified. Yeah, M A C T I F I E D. Magnified fortune. F O R S H I O N. Or word you know spelling to that effect. So he, we had action replays right. in magnified fortune. Where do we go from here? <laughs> yeah, well, that's the fashion part of it now explains yes. why he says yes. fashionable next. See, so, I'm good at this. Okay. This is the next phrase. <laughs> right. I'm so glad you're here. All right, here we go. Next. <laughs> they have a fashionable magnified tape. Stop. Stop. <laughs> See, again, he can't put the words in the right order. It's Now it's not just a magnified fashion. It's a fashionable magnified, or whatever he's, magnification, tape. whatever he said. It, tape, yeah. So uh, the words are scrambled. This does really actually indicate a short circuit in his brain. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess what happens is, since the tape is fashionable, that means its shoes match its belt. So that's, that's same that's color, right. yeah. So Got to make sure. No white after Labor Day for those action replays, right? Holy God. Oh, my God. So, Donald Trump Jr., you can feel free to shut the fuck up about Joe Biden from now on. Thank you very much. And Joe Biden's stammer, yeah. (laughs) Because magnified fortune is not... Magnified fortune. Magnified. T-I-F-I-E-D, fortune, F-O-R-S-H-O-N. Magnified fortune. Just for good measure, let's go through this again. All in one big chunk. And it's like baseball now and football, they do... They do action replays no. in magnified fortune. They have a fashionable <laughs> magnified tape. <laughs> the fashionable <laughs> magnified tape. <laughs> oh, my God. And when that tape walks down the runway. His brain, he wanted to say in magnified fashion, and he said magnified fortune. Mm. Something shorted out there. Oh, there's a, yeah. There's a, yeah. there's a synapse problem there. <laughs> And, and trust me, I know my synapses. 
Oh, my God. Okay. So uh, let's do this real quick. <laughs> we have another COVID denier who has tested positive for COVID. and is It's time for Corpse of the Week. The former congressman and Tea Party leader, Alan West, has tested positive for COVID. He is hospitalized right now. He is receiving treatment with monoclonal antibodies and at the same time, Screaming about Big Pharma. I'm not going to take the vaccine because of Big Pharma. I'm going to take the monoclonal antibodies because of Big Pharma. (laughs) Doesn't make any goddamn sense. But, of course, you know, all the red ads are going, yes, why, no, screw Big Pharma. Take those monoclonal antibodies. It it wouldn't be so bad if he hadn't done it in Mactified (laughs) Fortune. Oh, shit. All right. Well, meantime, uh, Greg Abbott is uh, banning vaccine mandates. (laughs) In Texas. And, you know, on one hand, look, this is happening all over the place and it's being challenged legally and it doesn't have a whole lot of teeth to it. But where does this and, you know, I'm always getting ahead of myself and I will readily admit that I'll try to help. Yeah. Yeah. I I tend to see something and then extrapolate it out where it's going to be in Mm -hmm. a few years. You do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And. I, I get this sense that the Republicans anti-vax uh, movement at this point is going to lead to the end of all vaccine mandates in their respective states where they've got well, trifectas and can do it. Here's what Greg Abbott has done and understand from the outset he's doing this for one reason and one reason only, and that's to to give fresh meat to the base. This yeah, is this yeah. is all about uh, feeding the Trump supporters what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with what he really believes or what he really thinks. What he's he's doing this because he knows it will make the angry red hats even angrier and more motivated. And what he's done is removed the state mandate for all vaccines, meaning uh, diphtheria go crazy, polio go nuts because Texans don't have to get those vaccines anymore by God because they're Texans. And this is uh, the the hypocrisy of this in this case is uh, that within a day of that, he had tweeted that he wasn't going to allow the new requirement that stores, uh, he wasn't going to allow what California had done and that's require stores to have gender neutral toy aisles because he said, nobody's going to tell businesses in this state what to do. (laughs) And this is the guy who just said businesses are not allowed to, to have mandates. Schools are not allowed to have mandates. Uh, and again, this is all red meat for the base. That's all that's about. And the hypocrisy, we have to keep underscoring the hypocrisy of this. And it's exactly like the hypocrisy on the subject of abortion where uh, and, and vaccines, where we say, uh, you know, my body, my choice on the vaccines. Uh, when it comes to abortion, your body, my choice. Uh, and, and so we have to keep underscoring the hypocrisy of these things because the one thing that's consistent about these Republicans, these Trump publicans, is hypocrisy. So this is about all vaccines, Buzz? This is about yes, uh, yes, uh, yeah. it's a ban on a mandate it, it, for you, all vaccines, Texans, including Tex- mumps and diptet uh, and all of that uh, shit. Uh, yeah, I think he wants the Texas legislator to back him, legislature to back him up, and I believe that they will. Oh uh, but uh, he has he wants to remove the mandates for for all vaccines. It should be up to the parents. So my thinking that, well, we're entering into a new plague time, maybe three years, four years, five years from now because of this movement, it's actually something that's happening now. They're actually banning those 
mandates for all vaccines now. I thought that, I'm, that is, I'm, I'm sitting that here. That's my the, understanding of it. Yes. Okay, I, I, I believe that's correct. I, I'm sitting under under the misapprehension that oh they're starting with COVID, but the, eventually they'll get around to all of the other uh, well, vaccines saw, for the disease. You know, having had pointed out to him the hypocrisy of banning uh, one vaccine mandate but not another. He decided, well, uh, this is what the freedom uh, the Red Hats want. So Holy fucking shit. My God, shit. we'll just let them decide. Oh, my God. Well, you know what this means. This means uh, a rise in mumps, a rise in rubella, a rise in measles. All of the things that you get vaccinated against as a kid when you go to school, uh, all of those things are going to reemerge again. It's not going to be just about COVID anymore. These guys are starting Petri dishes in their red states, and they're dropping those Petri dishes in the middle of schools right now. There are going to be kids. I mean, oh, my God. This is tremendously bad news. I had no idea it was this bad. I knew that there was a guy in the Florida State Senate who was proposing a law that would ban all vaccine mandates. And... That was just in the beginning stages of that process. But now, if if this means, literally, all vaccines are no longer required to send your kid to school, holy shit. Plague times. Plague yeah. times. And this is... <laughs> It certainly I, sets the stage for it. I'm still yeah. checking to see if I if I spoke out of school there, but uh, as I understand it, and what I've read is that this will uh, apply to all vaccines. Okay, Greg Abbott, office I'm, of the Texas governor. Let me see here. It just it prohibits vaccine mandates, and I think it's directed as as yeah. COVID nineteen. Yeah, it does talk about. It is specifically aimed at COVID nineteen. I guess. Yeah, I guess maybe you were more correct in saying that this will lead to because uh, you do have the hypocrisy of mm. uh, banning mandates for one vaccine and not another. Uh, and I do know that the legislature, uh, there are legislators in Texas who want to consider that. So I'll, I'll withdraw that claim, um, and I apologize for that. Uh, but uh, it certainly does, as you said, open the door. Uh, for the banning of mandates of any vaccine. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, okay, I'm looking at the executive order now, and uh-huh. I'm looking at this here. It says, Dear Deputy Secretary Esparza, pursuant to his powers as governor of the state of Texas, Greg Abbott has issued the following. Executive order number GA40 relating to prohibiting vaccine mandates subject to legislative action. The right. original executive order is attached to this letter of transmittal. And it says here, okay, Uh, Whereas I, Greg Abbott, governor of Texas, issued a disaster proclamation on March 13, 2020, certifying that blah, 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 the Texas code, that novel coronavirus poses an imminent threat of disaster for all Texas counties. And whereas uh, yada, yada, yada. That's that's the focus of it, certainly, is COVID. But uh, yeah, yeah, from the opening, it certainly sounds like any and all vaccines. And it certainly sounds like that's where Texas is headed. Yeah. Uh, whereas countless Texas fear losing their livelihoods because they object to receiving COVID-19 vaccination for reasons of personal conscience based on a religious belief or a medical reason, including prior recovery from COVID-19. Uh, yeah. No entity in Texas can compel receipt of a COVID-19 vaccine. So it's specifically yeah. aimed at COVID, but I, I clearly it opens the door. Yes, uh, exactly. The, I, you the know, hypocrisy remains. Right, right. I, I'm going to give you uh, half, right. half credit. Half, half credit, credit on yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Because I like to do better than that. 
Well, no, I mean, it's because it's vague and it's vague. And it's that kind of vagueness that right. gives people the wrong impression. Certainly, it's that kind it of vagueness that opens the door for expanding that legislative action to go beyond COVID-19. I mean, we, as I said a second ago, is something that is percolating under the surface right now. And something like this gives it a lot more fuel. Because you ban one vaccine, yeah. and if that's upheld in court, then they could say, well, there aren't any mandates that are valid here as far as vaccines go. Right. And that's, uh, that's a major are, issue. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, wow, shit. Live and learn. Well, we all learned together today, didn't we? <laughs> yes, we all went through a thing there, didn't we? Uh, meanwhile, hundreds of thousands of soldiers have yet to get vaccinated. The deadline is November 28th. And I imagine all of those soldiers will eventually get vaccinated. Otherwise, they're going to be, yeah. The vast majority will, yeah. Many are just waiting to the last minute uh, to make a statement, I think. Yeah. Uh, and uh, actually, the vaccination rate is quite high in the Army. I believe, mm-hmm. what is it, 90%? Uh, the Marine Corps, it's like 72% or something that's not as good. Uh, so I don't know what they're going to do over the Marine Corps, but it, it doesn't surprise me that that would be the branch of the service that would be most resistant to the vaccine. In the meantime, Merck has asked the FDA for emergency authorization for its antiviral pill for treating COVID-19 right. after it halved hospitalizations and deaths in a clinical trial. If authorized, the drug... Uh, which I'm not even going to try to pronounce, uh, would be the first antiviral pill to treat COVID-19. And probably what most of the anti-vaxxers will end up taking, even though it's going to be emergency use, even though it's going to be big pharma, even though it's going to be brand new and therefore a mystery in terms of its long-term effect. These people won't get the shot for all of those reasons, but they'll take the goddamn pill, won't they? Yes, they will. And f- for those of you considering using uh, uh, anti-clonal, um, anti- or monoclonal antibodies or, or the new COVID pill to treat your COVID-19, how about this? How about don't get it in the first place? <laughs> yeah. how about, how about, because all the pill will do is cut by half your chances of being in, uh, hospitalized or dying. Yeah. Uh, and uh, those, I'd like a little better odds than that myself. And mm-hmm. I think I have them. With the vaccine, uh, the monoclonal antibodies will keep you from uh, getting terribly sick. But in both cases, you're infected. And in both cases, and this is the point that uh, so many resistant Americans forget, you're exposing other people. This isn't about you. Right. You are typhoid Mary. You are spreading disease. Mm-hmm. Stop it. We yeah. won't allow it. Yeah, it doesn't matter whether you're opposed to big pharma or whether you're an absolute bodily purist and doesn't want any sort of chemicals in your system. Uh, it's beyond that. It's about protecting society. It's always been about that. It's about been about your community. It's been about your family and friends. It's been about returning to a normal society. All this shit with mandates is temporary. The idea of wearing masks uh, when you go out in public, temporary, so we can defeat this thing. I mean, That's the idea. Oh, it's supposed to be temporary. Uh, the resistors make it more permanent. Yeah. It's important to recap some of the basics of all of this occasionally because right, yeah. I think we end up getting lost in the, uh, in the noise and the complications people, of it. Yeah. People think we're back. People, again, people are not up on the news. Yeah. They're not up on their history. They're not paying attention to what's going on. And, and many, if not most, have concluded the pandemic is over. Yeah. 
yeah. this is what we're dealing with. And, you know, the battles we fight every day in terms of democracy, most Americans don't know how close to the end we really are yeah. if there isn't action. And uh, I would suspect that most Americans think folks like us are crazy for screaming about it. Mm-hmm. Well, we have, speaking of crazy, we've got some insurrection news coming up here in just a second. Oh, goody. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there are loopholes being exposed in all of this, and insurrectionists gaining privileges that they should not be receiving by any right. stretch. I'm not talking about just the short sentences and the slaps on the wrist. I'm talking about privileges that would never be given to anyone else, certainly not black people. Right. Who are routinely screwed by law enforcement. Right. But these insurrectionists get away with murder. Okay, we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more yeah. uh, right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska! Yeah, one last go around here with uh, Flying Jacob. Heaven in Your Eyes is the name of the song from their Renew album. Yeah. From Baltimore, Maryland, hon. They uh, no longer exist. Flying Jacob. This band has broken up. Just such a goddamn shame, but I'm sure they're going to reform in some other permutation with I hope so. some of these members because, ah, uh, so disappointing. I was really hoping that uh, the pandemic would end swiftly so I could uh, drive up to Baltimore. It was only... Uh, maybe 45 minutes from here right. and uh, see these guys play, but uh, not anymore, not anymore. So we're saying yeah. uh, fun and, and uh, hearty adieu to uh, Flying Jacob. So many missed opportunities for so many of yeah. us yeah. Uh, during the pandemic that yep. we all thought would be over uh, before now and should have been mm -hmm. over by now and would have been over by now had it not been for Donald Trump. Right, right. And so here we are, I mean, lives being destroyed because Donald Trump wanted to get reelected and he made that right. sacrifice. And you know what? I'm not going to fucking do anything about the pandemic. And uh, you know why? Because I want to win reelection. And he didn't even win. All of that right. sacrifice, all of that death in his failure. plan to get reelected, he didn't even win. What failure a, what a tragedy. Failure. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. And you know what? <laughs> This is a, a big steaming pile of bullshit right here. Right, Flynn? You know what? Yeah. This, this is bullshit. This is bullshit. Thank you, Flynn. I, I brought a shovel. <laughs> this D.C. federal judge 
has granted permission for a January 6th defendant, Thomas Fee of New York, Mm -hmm. to travel to attend this afternoon, or this was the other day, to travel to the Pittsburgh Steelers-Denver's Broncos game. Well, sure. Yeah. Meanwhile, as this guy who invaded and helped invade and occupied the Capitol building gets to go to a football game, these four black girls were arrested in uh, Tennessee, cuffed. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're talking about eight-year-olds. Right. Cuffed in front of their classmates. Law and order, Bob. Law and order. Yeah. According to uh, Ken Armstrong for ProPublica, Three police officers went to an elementary school in Tennessee and arrested four black girls. One girl fell to her knees. Another threw up. Police handcuffed the youngest, an eight-year-old with pigtails. Their supposed crime, watching some boys fight and not stopping them. The police wound up arresting 11 kids in total using a charge called criminal responsibility. The arrests created outrage. State lawmakers called the case unconscionable, inexcusable, insane. So how did this happen? The arrest took place in Rutherford County, which had been illegally jailing kids for years, all under the watch of Judge Donna Scott Davenport. Donna Scott Davenport is the only elected juvenile court judge the county has ever had. Uh, She oversees the court. She oversees the juvenile jail. She directed police on what she called our process for arresting children. In a deposition, a lawyer asked Davenport about taking the bar exam. It took her nine years and five attempts to pass. Three years after she got her law license, she was on the bench. Davenport describes her work as as a calling. I'm here on a mission, she said. It's God's mission. Yeah. She says children must have consequences. She encourages parents to use drug testing kits on their kids. Don't buy them at Dollar Tree, she says. The best ones are your reputable drug stores. Under Davenport, Rutherford County locked up a staggering 48% of children whose cases were referred to juvenile court. The statewide average is 5%. God, it goes on and on and on, this thread by Ken Armstrong, again from ProPublica. Uh, I strongly urge you to go and read this. His uh, Twitter handle is by Ken Armstrong, sort of like a byline. I, I have to mourn this because this uh, it, it's more proof that we are our own worst enemies. Yeah. Uh, po- police have virtually destroyed their credibility. Yeah. As I said last week, the courts uh, from the Supreme Court down have destroyed their own credibility. Not outsiders. Nobody from the outside ruined the police credibility. Nobody from the outside ruined the court's, uh, you know, credibility. Yeah. Uh, and nobody from the outside ruined journalism's credibility. And yet they are all ruined. Who's responsible? The cops, the the courts, and the journalists, I'm afraid. Uh, yeah. Have, have, have been their own demise. And... We need all of those things. Mm-hmm. We, we need to, to have and respect those things. And we have them less and less because of the professions themselves, yeah. because of the people themselves. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I have to mourn that. And, and on the subject of, of black justice, I, if you haven't, uh, go, go to my feed if you can. Uh, it's uh, Buzz Burbank at Michael J. Elston. At Michael J. Elston is the handle. Uh, I posted a video of a little girl uh, addressing uh, a public mm-hmm. meeting in Charlotte uh, yeah. the other day. And uh, it, it'll rip your heart out in a way that will make you stronger and more yeah. loving and more understanding. And uh, uh, the, the lack of justice 
for black Americans, Americans of color, mm-hmm. uh, is appalling. And uh, it's made worse. It's salt in the wound when this guy goes to a game. Yeah, yeah. And so what we're seeing here is the glaring disparity between what happens to, in this case, white male insurrectionists Mm -hmm. and eight-year-old black girls and how the difference between the law enforcement treatment of those people couldn't be more uh, separate. Couldn't I mean, just vastly, vastly different. There is no justice for one side, uh, and there is an overdoing of putative action against the other side. And so uh, another case of this, where this uh, boogaloo boy has confessed that he fired 13 shots at a police precinct to frame black George Floyd protesters. Uh-huh. And most Americans will never hear this story, sadly, exactly, but it's true. Exactly my point, Buzz. This is something that is getting swept under the rug, and no one's talking about the fact. All we hear is about, oh, it's Antifa on one side, and it's the Proud Boys on the other side, and they're just battling it out. It's both sides, and they're both... No, 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 no. This is, uh, this is one side pretending to be the other side so as to make the other side look bad. That is called rat fucking. This is uh, terrorism. This is violence. Look it up, kids. As a, <laughs> Yeah. As a means of rat fucking. Pretending to be your opponent to make your opponent look bad. While accusing Democrats of doing the same thing. Yeah. Uh, while accusing, uh, they've accused Democrats of planning uh, Antifa or, or that Antifa is responsible yep. for the uh, January 6th uh, insurrection. Yep. And, uh, you know, that in that case, it's not true there mm-hmm. there have been no cases uncovered of any such thing yeah and here we have a, a case and as you said on twitter uh, yesterday i believe uh this is just this is just one yeah there, there are probably more yeah yeah well you have to flash back uh, again to july 2020 as a, uh, to have another case here i'm sure there have been cases in the in the meantime but another case that i recalled was in uh, july of last year a masked, umbrella-wielding man was accused of helping incite riots and looting in the uh-huh. aftermath of George Floyd's police-involved death. He was uh, identified as a member of a white supremacist group that aimed to stir racial tensions amid largely peaceful Black Lives Matter protests, according to police. And you hardly ever see any investigations along these lines. Well, credit where credit is due. The first thing, the Boogaloo Boys thing, was uh, Yahoo News. The right. uh, this second one from July 2020 was ABC News. There is reporting on it. It just doesn't get talked about. It doesn't. You it's know, not, you won't see it on the nightly news, which uh, for no. many people is still the source of news, right. and uh, or it'll get buried in the Twitter feed somewhere. Yeah. Uh, most people will never know this. Yeah. Uh, the lack of information and knowledge out there is appalling and why we are where we are today. I mean, there are probably some uh, bad apples along the lines that do shitty things, but I think the vast majority of these uh, attacks, these sorts of uh, attack, whether it's against a police precinct or against a business, some sort of violent attack during the protest, probably staged by the people who can uh, politically or otherwise benefit from um, the Black Lives Matter uh, movement being tarnished that way, being this blamed. is something. Yeah, this is something that needs to be covered by the yeah. media in in magnified forces. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, you know what? Let's end on that note, huh? <laughs> we sure shit. that's yeah. the best. It's the best we're gonna do today, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, you and your fashionable magnified tape. 
Uh, <laughs> thank you very much. Um, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, look, this is, uh, obviously they have to do this to make black people uh, appear as though they're confirming the stereotypes that the Read. Boogaloo boys and the white supremacists make up. Read Mary Trump's book, it'll all make sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, this is as old as Reconstruction and Jim Crow and uh, all of that shit that went on. Right. You know, the lost cause mythology, reinforcing that. We saw this. All kinds of shit like this happen in the South, where black people constantly framed for things that uh, they did not do. And in our past, uh, beaten, shot, burned, and then hanged. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Okay, well, uh, lots um, more to talk about coming up on the uh, 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 Shadow Docket Show. You know, I almost said the post-mortem show again. Uh, right. Coming up on the Shadow Docket Show, that's uh, about 20 minutes long. We do that after this music is done playing. Buzz and I just keep on talking, and we take that uh, that bit of the show, and we put it up on our Patreon page. Again, patreon.com slash Show or simply bobseskashow.com. Sign up for $5 a month, and you get two post-mortem shows per week on Tuesdays and Thursdays after the free show. Did I say postmortem again? I think I may have I, said postmortem. You, you, you may have, yeah. The shadow docket. Shadow yeah. docket, yeah. I'm See, well, here, here's the deal, folks. Uh, what we just did—that's the warm-up. The real show starts in a minute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, uh, if you sign up at ten dollars a month, by the way, you get not only the shadow docket, but you also get and shadow docket Tuesdays and Thursdays. But then you also get the Friday after party. So uh-huh. $5 a month, just the Shadow Docket. $10 a month, the Shadow Docket shows and the After Party yeah. shows. So you can listen to me screaming on Friday with Kimberly Johnson. <laughs> oh, my God. When his panties get out of twist. Okay, uh, all of that is coming up next. <laughs> Lots more to talk about. Mike Flynn and all kinds of fun shit. That's coming up next. Take care, folks. Bye-bye. Love you. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.